In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That was 10 seconds. Now, I didn't forget my sermon. Don't worry. That's probably what most of you guys were thinking. But what else might be going through your minds was just how impatient you were to listen to me. And maybe even a little bit upset. You're wondering, figure, why are you wasting your time? Let's get on with this sermon. I have better things to do. And then maybe shortly after, you start thinking about what you still have left to do today or for the rest of the week. Our whole society is impatient. We hate waiting for the trains. We, when we send out texts or emails, we respect and expect a response ASAP. And when there's a moment of dead air, at least I, I can't but help to look at my phone, to look at my Facebook or emails. We're definitely impatient, and society would say there's nothing wrong with it. But there is something wrong with being impatient. God wants us to be patient. He asks us in his word to be patient. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. God wants us to to be patient with his promises. He wants us to be patient with his blessings. Now, Abram, he had to wait a long time for God's promise. God promised him when he was 75 years old, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. A part of that promise was that Abraham will have a child. What a blessing that a 75-year-old man and 65-year-old woman would finally have a child. What makes this miracle even more impressive was that Sarai was barren. Moses wrote that, that now Sarai, Sarai was barren and she had no children. And you think about it, they've tried for a very long time to have children. Some say that Abram was married when he was 50 years old. And now he's 75. He waited 25 years just to have God's direct promise to him about a child. And he would have to wait another 25 years before Isaac was born. Abram had to wait a very long time. But because Abram was waiting, does that mean that he's patient? Waiting doesn't always equal patience. I mean... A child can wait for his Christmas gift, but it doesn't mean that he's patient. Let's be honest, he's probably bouncing off the walls in anticipation. Anticipation. See, patience is when we trust that the event will occur. When we wait quietly, peacefully, for the expected event to happen. Now, we can't get patience from ourselves. It's not within us. We get patience from God's promises. See, Abram, he wasn't patient with God. In fact, he questioned God in frustration. O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit me is Eliezer of Damascus? You have given me no children, so a servant of my household will be my heir. Abram was telling God, you lied to me. You broke your promise. Abram said this because he wasn't wasn't patient. And can we blame him? I mean, Abram waited 
25 years to get the first promise, and then another 10 years before he questioned God. And we become impatient in less than a day. For he said that we're impatient for the trains, with our phones, and even with 10 seconds of dead air. But will God really condemn us for those small impatience? Yes, he can. It's part of his holy requirement that we're patient all the time. But he doesn't have to condemn us for those small impatience. How often have you been impatient with each other, or worst of all, with God? Is there one person at work that you've almost lost your patience with? That if they make one more, more mistake, you'll just lose it? How about with your children? Have you lost patience with them sometimes? The excessive amount of crying and the attention they need is wearing you thin. Have you been impatient with God? Seeing that he has given a promise to humankind in general and wondering why he hasn't blessed you with that same blessing. Oh God, we are not patient. We're not patient as much as you are, oh Lord, or as much as you want us to be. To God, we must look like that person who's always making mistakes. Because we constantly make mistakes. To God, we must be that child who always needs his attention because we always need his help. To God, we must look like that promise breaker because how many times we have broken our promises to him and with each other. Oh Lord, you should just give up with us. You should be impatient with us and punish us now. Why are you waiting? Because our compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, God is patient with us. He was patient with Abram. His opening line to him was, do not be afraid. I'm your shield. I'm your very great reward. God was trying to give him patience from, that, from another promise. God knew that Abram's patience was wearing thin, so he gave Abram the promise again. This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. God plainly told Abram, you're going to have a child. I'm planning on it. Don't worry. Just be patient with my promises. And Abram believed God. Abram trusted in God's promise. Because he trusted the promise, he had patience to wait for it. Simeon, in our gospel text, is a great example of a man who had to wait patiently for a promise. It started off with God's promise. God said, I promise to you, Simeon, that you'll see Jesus, your Savior, before you die. I get excited while I'm waiting for my Amazon packages. I couldn't imagine how thrilled Simeon must have been. So the next day he goes to the temple looking for Jesus. But he doesn't see him. Then he goes the next day and the next and the next and he doesn't see Jesus. How many days did Simeon have to wait patiently? Was it only days? Was it months? Years? Decades? Simeon had to wait patiently for God's promise. He was given that patience from the Holy Spirit working faith in his heart and trust in that promise. Like Simeon and Abram, God gives us patience through his promises. 
And the interesting thing about God's promises is that it's also God's word. Such promises as, I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. I'm going ahead of you to heaven to prepare a place for you there. And I forgive you your sins. See, those promises are God's word. The Holy Spirit works faith through God's word. And the Holy Spirit produces from that faith patience in us. Because the Holy Spirit works faith in your heart, you have the patience to wait for God's blessings. You have all the patience you need to wait for God's promises here on earth and for all the promises God will give you in heaven. God surely blessed Abram in his life. From the promise, God was blessing him with a nation of a family. But Abram, all he expected was one child. That's all he really wanted from God was one child. But God didn't do what Abram wanted. No, God had a different plan in mind. And he was going to bless Abram more than he could imagine. So God took Abram outside to the clear night sky and told him to look up and count the stars. Now, us being from New York, it might be hard to imagine, but I did a little research. There's about 3,000 twinkling galaxies in a pinprick-sized space up in the sky. I can imagine Abram trying to count that. One, two, three, and God stopping him, saying, don't bother, Abram. You can't count them all. But that's how many descendants you'll have. Jaw drop moment for sure for Abram. Was this what Abram expected? Not at all. More than he could imagine. If that was a little hard to imagine, God gave us another illustration. Well, I think for you, there's a lot of beaches around here. And I've been to Robert Moses a few times. And the thing about beaches is that the sand gets everywhere. It gets in my shoes and my swim trucks and my hair. It can do that because each grain of sand is so small. It can fit in those places. Have you ever tried scooping up a handful of sand and tried counting how many grains there are? Can you imagine how many are on the beach? How many are in America? How many are in the world? God told Abram that your descendants will be as numerous as the sand on the seashore. Is that still hard to imagine? That's the point. God doesn't bless us as much as we expect. No, God blesses us more than we can imagine. Now, one of Abram's descendants, his great-grandson Joseph, experienced God's overabundant blessing in his life and started off with a promise. God told Joseph that he'll be in charge of his whole family and that his brothers and his parents will bow down to him and serve him. Well, Joseph, being the impatient 17-year-old boy, went and told his family, God told me that you're going to bow down and serve me. You can imagine that his brothers didn't like that so much and quickly got annoyed. They even sold him off as a slave to some traders. Now Joseph is miles away from his family, and he's the one who's serving others. See, Joseph had endured many hardships in his life. He was sold as a slave. He was falsely accused of rape and thrown into prison. And he was 
left there and forgotten about. From the time he was sold as a slave to the time he was released from prison was 13 years. Two of which, at least two, was his time in prison. Joseph must have thought, God, how are you going to make that promise come true? I mean, I'll be happy right now as a free man. I'll be happy right now to go back to my family and serve them. At least they'll be kind to me. But God had a plan in mind. See, he was setting up Joseph to be in one of the highest positions in the Egyptian government. Pharaoh summoned Joseph to interpret his dream. God was trying to tell Pharaoh that there'd be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And because Joseph interpreted that dream, and because Joseph was a man of God, the Pharaoh made him second in command over all Egypt. That's right. Joseph was in charge of the whole nation of Egypt. And during the famine, many other nations was under his control and was saved because of him, including his brothers and his parents. Jesus' great, 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 great grandparents. Joseph would have been happy to be just in charge of his family. In fact, at one time, he'd be happy to be a free man, even to be a, a servant to his own family. Was this what Joseph expected? No. God blessed Joseph more than he could imagine. And God will bless you more than you can imagine, too. You know how I know this? Because God has already done this. Think of the greatest blessing you could have here on earth. I'll give you a moment to think about what's, what is it. Now compare it to this blessing. God sent his son live a perfect life for you. Jesus died on the cross to forgive your sins to make you holy. God raised his son from the grave to prove that you too will raise from the dead and be with Jesus in heaven. I would have never imagined that my God would also save me more than I expected from him. But because of faith, I believe this. I believe that God has blessed me more than I can imagine. God blesses you in your life, too. Whereas the rest of the world is impatient and doesn't have God's blessings, God has given you promises. And because of the Holy Spirit working faith in your heart, you have patience for, for that promise. And God will bless you more than you can imagine. He just asks you to be patient. Amen.